Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast. I'm Steve Siebold, your host, and this episode is sponsored by the Bill Gove Speech Workshop, speechworkshop.com. To get the best professional training in keynote speaking, paid keynote speaking, the Bill Gove Speech Workshop since 1947 has taught the best speakers in the world. People like Zig Ziglar, Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, Dr. Nito Quibane, uh, Tony Alessandra, Jeannie Robertson, Jim Cathcart. It goes on and on. Larry Wilson, Og Mandino. Remember Og Mandino? Sold 40 million books. Og's a graduate. It just goes on and on. The, the graduates of the workshop have done over $500 million, collected more than $500 million in speaking fees over since 1947. It's the most successful program of all time. So get the training you need in this business through Bill Gove Speech Workshop. It's speechworkshop.com. Okay, so let's talk about how to set your speaking fee. How do you set your speaking fees? This is a big question, especially for brand new speakers or speakers that have kind of, you know, just sort of new to the to the business. I was talking to a gentleman the other day and he said, yeah, I'm speaking for $2,000 a speech. And I said, where are you speaking? He's pretty new. He's been in the business about five years. He said, well, I'm speaking at different organizations and it's kind of just based on referral. <clears throat> He said, what do you think? And I said, well, I've never seen you really, really seen you speak. And that's a big part. There's, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it, it's a little arbitrary, the setting your fee. But if you, what I try to do is put metrics to it as much as possible. Then it's sort of a best guess. Then it's like any other product. Then you take it out to the marketplace and you see if they buy it based on that price. And maybe you're too high, maybe you're too low. So how do, what metrics do we look at? Well, one, we look at your, your skill level. How good of a speaker are you? You know, a lot of times people, they, they, they give a speech at maybe their Toastmasters club or a Dale Carnegie course or in college or maybe a civic club, a rotary club or something, and, or, at their, or at their company. This happens a lot of times with executives. <clears throat> They'll speak at a meeting or speak at a bunch of meetings. And people say, gosh, you're such a great speaker. Oh, my God, you're just so good. You ought to do this for a living. You know, we bring all these speakers in, and you're just as good as them. Da, 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 da. And, and they get kind of pumped up. And this is we've had tons of them come through the, the, the workshop and the programs I've run for years for speakers. Our apprentice program, lot, tons of them say, well, everyone tells me I'm a great speaker. I'm like, well, who are these people? Well, my employees. Um, okay, well, um, they're your employees. Oh, no, they're not telling me because they're my employees. They're not trying to suck up to me. They're just great. They're saying I'm great because I'm great. Okay, maybe. Usually not. Usually they, people come in because it's, we're talking, we're not talking the, the, about, I'm not saying they're not good speakers. I'm saying they're not capable of getting paid. That's very different. I can throw a football. Okay, but I live near Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons so far have not called me to, you know, fill in for the quarterback, uh, you know, during games. And I don't think I can throw a baseball, but the Atlanta Braves so far, not surprisingly enough, no one from the Braves has called me to pitch any games and I can throw a baseball, you know, I just can't throw it for money. I'm not that good to, I'm even close, obviously to, to play for money. When you're, when you're charging money for something, especially thousands of dollars an hour, you better be pretty damn good. You know, again, like I talked about a little bit on the last episode, this is something that is, I, what I'm saying is not popular among speaker trainers. Oh, no, no, no. I am the devil for these guys because I'm telling the truth. I've been in the business a long time, 25 years. You know, I was Bill Gove's, the father of the industry's business partner. I'm connected to every major speaker in this business. Okay, I've worked with almost all of them. I've earned tens of millions of dollars in this business, so I'm not new. And a lot of those guys aren't new either, but they're trying to make a fast buck telling people how easy it is. It's been going on for a long time, but 
But with social media, it's become just it's just it's flagrant. And it's 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 shameful because when they tell you it's easy to, to speak and it's easy to make money in this business and anything about this business is even remotely easy, I promise you on my life, they are lying to you. They're lying to you because they're trying to sell you something. Don't listen. You don't, if you think this is easy and you're, you're here for an easy buck, and sometimes people do get in this business for an easy buck, you are going down the wrong path. <laughs> Go somewhere else because this is the hardest business I've ever been in. It's also the most rewarding. And I don't mean just financially. I mean, it's rewarding if this is your thing. If, if you like to do what we do for a living, you know, speak and write and consult and do things and, and you know, do podcasts like this and, you know, video blogs and whatever we do. If you like to do what we do, well, then it's very rewarding. But is it difficult to make money? Is it difficult to make a fair amount of money, a good living doing it? Yes, it is. It's difficult. It's very difficult. As a matter of fact, most people don't make it. They never get even close. They give free speeches, but they never get past that. You can do it. It's not that it's not doable, but never listen to it anyone who tells you this is easy because they're absolutely flat out lying and i don't care who they are i know you know you might be thinking of some big i won't name anybody because i'm just not going to do that but i go on social media all the time and see people i know personally that are big names that they're actually bigger speaker names than i am and they're telling people it's easy because they're looking for an easy buck and it's shameful and i've told them that personally and i've said it a few times online you know stop lying to people because it's wrong this purpose of this podcast, I'm not, I'm not on this podcast to sell you stuff. I'm on this podcast to tell you the truth so you have a chance because someone told me the truth and that's why I had a chance and that's why I was able to live my dream on stages around the world for 25 years, you know, and make a good living doing it and help a lot of people and sell, you know, almost 2 million copies of my books and be on television 500 times and radio, you know, I don't know how many times and, you know, get my name out there and get my ideas out there. I, I've been able to live this dream life for someone that wants to do this as a dream life <clears throat> because other people helped me. They told me the truth. People like Bob Proctor, people like Larry Wilson, people like Bill Gove, Bill Brooks, Jim Cathcart, you know, Nito Cobain, and I could name all Mark Victor Hansen, a whole bunch of them, but there are other people out there that just like to, they're just trying to, anyway, it's shameful, but that, but just don't, you'll know them by their stripes and their stripes are, this is easy to do. Write a book in 30 days. You could be a bestseller. Da, da, da. You'll make more comments of money. Oh God, don't believe it. They're lying through their teeth. But that said, you can do it. Okay. So on the rant on that sorry going back to setting fees how do you do it it's based on skill it's based on market it's based on what you're bringing to the market these are some of the metrics okay what are you bringing to the market okay for example let me give you mine because i know my my business the best okay and you can kind of get an idea from there so i speak on mental toughness and that's basically to increase sales and market share so what is mental tough what do i really do i get them to think differently before during and after the sale. In other words, I want to know what the salesperson, salesperson is thinking before the sale. The, 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 the pre-call plan, as, as corporate America likes to call it. Pre-call planning is I'm planning what I'm going to say and present during the sales process that I have with the prospect or the customer. Okay, then I'm saying I'm thinking a different. I'm thinking about it in a certain way. Am I thinking negatively, positively, optimistically? Am I scared? Am I confident? Am I arrogant? Am I cocky? Am I am I meek? What's going through the salesperson's mind during the pre-call planning process? Okay, that's one part. Step two: What's going through the salesperson's mind during the actual sales process? During FaceTime with the customer or the prospect. <clears throat> 
what's going through their, their mind. How they think will determine how they act, how they behave. And how they behave will determine the outcome. It won't determine, it'll influence the outcome heavily. It may not determine everything because it's not every, it's not every metric in the equation, <clears throat> okay? Uh, but it's a major thing. And then what are they thinking after the, the presentation when they're back in their car or back off the phone and they're in the next going to the next presentation? What are they thinking to themselves? How do they feel about themselves? What's going through their mind? I teach them how to think in those three situations like a world-class performer thinks, like the seven-figure salespeople think, and I train them in companies to do that. So what happens as a result? Well, the ones that listen they increase their sales and the one and the teams that listen collectively increase their market share. And that happens to be worth a whole bunch of money to a company. So they're willing to pay me a fair amount of money to do it. So we've raised sales collectively over 23 years before COVID, uh, before we stopped at COVID 23 years collectively, we've raised sales according to companies like Johnson and Johnson and GlaxoSmithKline and Procter and Gamble and Ingersoll Rand and Caterpillar and on and on and on all these, we've worked for, you know, so many major companies. It's just a, it's a long list. And so what they've told us is we've collectively <clears throat> increased sales by $1.3 billion across the board. Okay. Well, that's $1.3 billion they wouldn't have had without us. Now they, in return, they paid us a, a pretty good amount of money to speak, consult, to train and all the things we've done as an organization around the world for 23 years. Okay. So that's the trade-off. So that's a pretty now there are other there are other speakers that that have brought more to the market so they've gotten paid more than I have and there are speakers that have brought less to the market and they've gotten paid less than I have so it's a value proposition just like any other business all right so when you're trying to craft your fee you're looking at the value prop that you represent your speaking skill is really important because the speaking is typically the, the speech is typically what gets you in the door what gets you recognized you know, I, I do television Vision. I probably average three TV shows a week. I've done I don't know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of TV shows, thousands of radio shows. I've been in the media for a long time. And you can go online and type in Google Steve Siebold and you'll see if you have. And you can do it on our website, this website, author, authorspeakerpodcast.org. We've got media on there. You can click on the media and see probably 50 or 60 shows, whatever we have on there now, or YouTube or whatever. And so I've done a lot of media, but people say all the time, well, you must get all your business from the media. <clears throat> We do get business from the media, but typically across the board every year, we've gotten more business from referrals from speeches I've given at, at national conventions. The keynote speech is the greatest marketing tool I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, I've been on the Today Show multiple times, Good Morning America multiple times. You name the show in America, and I've pretty much been on it. Okay. And most of the shows, a lot of shows, not most shows, but a lot of shows internationally as well, big shows. Okay. And that's been great. But the keynote speech is the, is the king. There's nothing like the keynote speech, which means you need to be good, which effectively means you have to be able to entertain an audience and inject your value proposition within the context, within the framework of your entertainment. It's not the easiest thing to do. It's doable by most anyone, maybe not everyone, but most anyone. But you have to learn how to do it. It's a skill. It's a skill set. So once you're good at that, you have to and you have to decide for yourself how good you are at that, and then look at the value prop you offer. If you're if you're talking about you know basket weaving, underwater basket weaving, or something that doesn't have a lot of value to an organization, you're not going to get a high speaking fee. Okay, so you're going to have to lower your fee. But if you're bringing something major that increases sales or leadership, the leadership team you know evolves for it, or you're doing change, uh, you know turnarounds. We did turnarounds for you know nine straight years, you know with organizations. 
organizations, and, and we made some of our best money doing turnarounds. You know, underperforming organizations, you bring them up to a certain level. They bonus you typically when you hit that level of, of market share and increased sales, and you go on to the next underperforming organization. All right. So turnarounds are big, big money. And some people turn, like Larry Wilson, turned entire corporations around. We just did sales teams, regional sales teams, which is a 500 to 700 million dollar regional sales team of a company that was doing between 30 and 50 billion dollars a year typically. Okay. Guys like Larry Wilson took Simmons mattress, for example, and turned around the whole company in three years. And then they sold it for, you know, billions of dollars. Now that now he made even more money because he produced more. So you base your fee based on the value prop and your skills as a speaker because without the skills as a speaker you'll never get in the door. Well, I shouldn't say never. It's really hard to get in the door without the speaking skills because they're very large organizations and they're the ones with the money. You can speak to small companies <clears throat> if you want to, but they usually don't have the budget. They look at our speaking fees and go, holy mackerel, who gets paid that much? A big corporation goes, yes, yeah, send us an invoice. They don't even think about it. You know, they're, 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 they've got $10 billion in cash in the bank. You know, petty cash, basically. You know, we would call it petty cash as a small business person. But, uh, you know, they've got more money than they know what to do with. They're richer than most countries. So the best way to get, honestly, I mean, if you want the fastest way to determine your fee, get in front of someone who's a professional speaker who's got at least 10 years experience. And I mean, giving at least 500 paid speeches. Okay. Speak for them for 20 minutes and they'll tell you what to charge. And tell them what you speak on and your value prop. Okay, we do it at the Bill Gove Speech Workshop all the time. People say, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what to charge. You know, I'm out there doing this and that. We watch them speak for five minutes. I can tell them exactly what to charge. As long as they tell me their value prop and whatnot, it's very easy to see. It's like anything else. You know, you get very good at something. We spend your life doing it. So if you... If you <clears throat> If you can get in front of someone that knows what they're knows the business end and knows the skills it takes to get that kind of fee, they'll be able to tell you within, you know, within a thousand dollars probably what they should be getting. I had a guy call me the other day, and um, again he's he's getting about what two thousand. I think I mentioned this earlier about two thousand dollars a speech. And he was telling me what he did. And I was thinking in my mind, so tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. I have not seen him speak. So that's, that's a variable in the equation that I don't, I, I don't know. But based on his value prop, he's worth 10 grand. And I asked him about why he's not charging more. And he said, well, you know, I feel kind of, I just don't know if I have the stomach to actually charge more. It's not about how you feel. It's not about your, you know, your stomach. It's not, it's not about your philosophy on money. It's about the marketplace. It's, 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 it's just a logic-based thing, okay? It's what the market will bear. You know, why is milk a certain price? Why is meat a certain price? Why is gas a certain price? That's what the market will bear. Once the market won't bear the price, they won't buy the product. Same in speaking. So best, fastest way, those are some metrics to look at, but the fastest way is to get in front of someone that's, that's, that knows what they're looking for, and they'll give you an idea of a fee. Then you throw it out there, see if it works. If it doesn't, you reduce the fee. If it does, and you're getting more speeches than you need, you increase the fee. Basic common sense. But establishing the initial fee, you want to make sure you do it right. Because if you fee establish, they call it fee establishing, if you fee establish too low, uh, you're under, like this gentleman, you're, you're, you're leaving so much money on the table, you wouldn't believe it. And if you fee establish too high, you'll never get any speaking engagements. And not, not at this point. <clears throat> so you got to be careful. The first fee, when you fee establish the first time, that's a critical thing. That's why I always recommend that people, 
you know, get in front of someone knows what they're talking. We do it all the time. I said the, at the at Bill Gove Speech Workshop, we look at people all the time. They come in every month to the Bone Allen Mansion here in Georgia, and we we evaluate them very quickly and give them a fee, and that they're you know not give them a fee, but tell them what fee to charge at least to start to get this established. Then you can grow it from there. You know, so very important topic, something to think about. So do some metrics, write some things down, look at yourself objectively as a product, not as a person, but as a product being sold in the marketplace, and then. <clears throat> And then see if you can come up with a fee. And if you need help, obviously get some help with it and uh, make sure you fee establish at the right number so you're not leaving money on the table or on the other end, blowing yourself out of the business before you even get started. Okay. So that's, that's my thoughts initially on how to set a fee. So we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Hope it helps. Remember to subscribe at authorspeakerpodcast.org, authorspeakerpodcast.org. Subscribe and we'll send you an email every week and keep you up to date on the, on the new, on the new, uh, the new podcast of the new episode. I'm going to tell you the truth on this podcast. That's what you're going to get from me. You're probably not going to get from a lot of other people. Maybe some, I'm going to give it to you straight. I know the business very, very well. And, uh, and I'm gonna give it to you straight. So sometimes you might not like it, but it's going to be the way it really is in this business. Not some fantasy that, uh, you know, that someone made up in their head to profit. Okay, so I appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time.